and welcome back to episode nine of the first season of Soul Journeys with Norma with me, Norma O'Kelly. And a huge thank you for all your listening and your feedback. And honestly, um, since I've interviewed both Sarah and Claire, uh, I've really, really, really increased my listeners. So I'm really grateful for you all. And today's episode is no different. It has so many of the ingredients that has magically happened so far, which is fun, laughter, learning, open heartedness, vulnerability and all in between. And that is the episode today with Fiona Hayes and Lisa Maloney from Think Hackers. They are just another bright, shining light of women. I've had the pleasure of meeting them, knowing them, working with them admiring them what they're doing from afar in the last year in particular um and this in this episode they share that story and also their life soul journeys and now how that journey is intertwining in this new baby think hackers that they are working on you're in for a treat and i really do mean that uh it was a pleasure to listen back and enjoy have a walk and uh just enjoy it and uh let us know what you think Thanks a million. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode nine. And I am so delighted to have the two most amazing women that I've had the pleasure to meet in person and keep in touch with virtually over the last 12 months and watch their progress. And that is Fiona Hayes and Lisa Maloney and the amazing force behind thinkhackers.com. So with that, hello, Lisa and hello, Fiona. How are you? Good, good. How are you keeping, Nora? It's great to be on. Absolutely. And I know Fiona um, and yourself are calling from the wilds of West Limerick with uh, interesting Wi-Fi connections. So we'll see how we go on this one. Um, (laughs) Fiona, we're we're delighted and thank you so much for, for agreeing to have a chat with me about your soul journey and the work that you've been doing um in the last year I suppose but but it goes way further back um I know your friends for years so I'm dying to hear about that journey um that has led you to today so I'll start with and maybe over to you Lisa um just tell me about yourself first sure so I am a middle-aged chick (laughs) who's perimenopausal remembers fuck all and um is um you know, has been in the corporate uh, hamster wheel for 23 years, uh, managing, running, driving, and building and transforming teams uh, and organizations towards the latter half, um, and doing it all in the IT industry, so STEM leadership as well. Um, Me personally, what I have come from is that I have come from a place of no confidence and no self-belief and harnessing that fakery or impostery syndrome to make it real has been, you know, a a life uh, challenge and one that I've risen to all all along the way. What I found is that uh, I like to have my voice heard and respected. And it's very difficult to have that done, particularly as a woman. So, uh, So, yeah, I found that all through my career and all through you know, all the different variations of it, because I've changed career as well. And I've worked in contract roles and then moved into 
um, global, well, I've always been in the global sphere. And what I found the whole way through it, what gets me heard is how I communicate and how I message out. So from that, I have segued into Think Hackers. And of course, I know Fiona for 13 years. And imagine, uh, imagine. imagine. <laughs> like yesterday. Like yesterday. <laughs> Perfect segue into you, Fiona, and to tell us uh, about yourself. And thanks a million, Lisa. It's amazing. Um, well, Lisa is is carrying the middle age card. I, I'm not putting myself in that box yet. <laughs> <laughs> what is middle age these days? Exactly. Um, it's funny, actually. I feel like I'm just hitting my prime now in my 40s. But amazing. who am I? I, um, I, I? I think my journey certainly isn't as... Uh, I think my journey has been very colorful to this point, but I am a mom. I have two beautiful boys who currently have no notions of going to bed at nighttime. So it's been quite a stressful situation in this house over the last number of months. But I am self-employed. I have been for the last 12 years. And obviously more recently with Lisa and I have set up this new business. So I've been very fortunate in my life. I kind of grew up in a very entrepreneurial house um we had a family business here an oil business and so i've been put out into the working sphere since i've been about 14 get out into that yard and earn your money um so grew up with a very i guess strong worth ethic and uh if you if you if you want it you have to work for it and earn it so Lisa and I, uh, it's part of our journey as well and that we've learned a lot, a lot along the way <laughs> we have made um many mistakes and uh that's what we're trying to do i think with with the people we get on board through think hackers is is help them along the way especially with the lessons we've learned but i um currently i work a lot in media so and i'm a creative and uh yeah what else do you say that's kind of it norma really starting out my journey i think again i have many soul journeys it's going to be very interesting <laughs> i know and that that's that's what's so fascinating about both of you. Obviously, I've interviewed people on their own, but your soul journey is very intertwined. And I get goosebumps when I say that. So there's something magic in there that just to watch the two of you. Um, and obviously, I follow you both on social media. And I suppose to give a bit of background. I met Fiona bizarrely, very bizarrely. Um, yeah. It'll be three years ago, around this week, three years ago. It really is around this time, three years ago. I was planning my 40th and um, put on a bit of weight and really wanted to look well for my 40th birthday. And um, I employed the services of Fiona, not knowing who she was, where she was from. My mother was very ill at the time. And it was just, you know, planning a 40th was just another stressor as opposed to something fun to look forward to. Mm. And the minute I met Fiona, it was just this like, oh, my God, she's the coolest stylist chick ever. She's from Limerick. Little did we know, we had no clue of the history behind us because both our dads are such great friends and have been. And I know your dad for years, but I never we never associated the two. Uh, and we didn't even know that day that we met. We hadn't no. we never came to that connection that came a long time later. So it I did. Just, dad had said it to me, actually. Um, dad said, did you did you meet um, Norma? And with respect, like I at the, in Dundrum, I probably go, I would yeah. have had maybe 12, probably 12 appointments. In, in, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it yeah. was absolutely manic. And uh, I said, 
was she Limerick girl? And he said, yeah. He said, do you know who she is? And I was like, stop it. Like his best <laughs> friend nearly. You were his daughter. And I was like, That's, we said we didn't even have that conversation. Like, no, we didn't even get there. But I still, I, I, the, the items that I got that day, I still have them. Um, I've gone from not fitting into them, fitting back into them. Um, and yeah, uh, but it was more, and it, this is back to the words, right? This is back to what you do. It wasn't what you dress me in, it's how you made me feel. And um, you just have a natural way about you, Fiona. And that led us on to connecting um, on a somewhat work fun level. And I got to meet Lisa um, at uh, your event last year uh, for International Women's Day. And like that, it was kind of the start of it, I think, for Lisa and I, wasn't it, Lisa? Oh, just to watch the both of you shine that day. And everything Lisa said that day has remained with me to the point that I have gone on to share that with so many other people that there's just a magic in the two of you coming together um, that I was dying to share with my listeners, but also for your story to really get out there, because I think you both have such interesting paths and work wives as well, right? I have a work wife. I had a work wife. She left me. But how our paths intertwine with work wives? Um, I think yeah. that in itself is a topic. But I wanted, I suppose, move into what you understand. Lisa, write that a... down. Work wives, the work wives <laughs> podcast. Write it down, Lisa. Write it down. <laughs> <laughs> I will get creative it. license or indeed on that one. Totally. Um, Love it. But it is, there's something in that. Um, so I'd love to, yeah, both of you, I suppose, how do you understand Soul Journey? Because it's not about me defining it, it's really about what way you understand that. So um, I'll start with you, Fiona. What do you understand as a Soul Journey? You know, I just touched on it there where I said I've been on many. I believe that. I I don't think it's a linear thing that it definitely has grown for me over, especially in the last two years. Honestly, I think there's been such... Uh, I would say transformational in terms of, of my own journey now. But when you ask me, what do I mean? It's for me, it's who am I? Who are the people I really want to surround myself with? What can I give back? And I mean that genuinely. I'm not saying that for face value. I think we get, you know, if this pandemic has taught us anything, it's we've now had the opportunity to breathe. We've now seen people's true colours for the good, the bad and the ugly. And I now know that it's about who I surround myself with. What do I want to achieve? What's my mark? What can I give back? And also to have massive crack along the way. <laughs> Love and that would be, you know, I, let's for our American listeners, let's say C-R-E-I-C. That's the Irish definition of crack. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> For me, it's it's having fun along the way I have seen and, and we all have. We've lost a parent. How short this life is genuinely. Mm -hmm. And I think every birthday should be celebrated. You know, another, as my neighbour says, I've two legs in the ground this morning and I've got a lucky. <laughs> so I true. believe that. And, and I know you make your own luck. And Lisa and I have many debates about luck over the years, but... Mm. I do feel blessed. I do feel I've great people in my life. And equally, I've been less afraid to let people and things go, mm. both emotionally, physically, the things that aren't serving me any purpose, just let them go. And that has been very difficult for me. Certainly in my career, there's, there are certain things that have happened 
that have caused me deep anguish, you know, stuff that you've worked really hard for that hasn't worked out. And you're thinking, why and why me and why has it happened? And now it's just like, do you know what? It's meant to be. Mm. It was a part of the journey. It, 100%. So mm. my soul journey is continually, lear- you know, it's evolving and I'm still learning. And I want, if I'm not learning, you know, there's no point in it. Mm. Amazing. Thanks so much, Fiona. That's so profound and I can resonate with so much of that. Um, so I don't know, is it profound, but it's... it's no, it I'm, is. It's very profound. Know, I'm tearing up. Yeah, it, it's, it is the... It's, there's, there's such depth to the simplicity of it all, how you explained it. So um, thank you. And Lisa, for you, what would you... How would you describe a soul journey or your soul journey? Uh, well, as you can tell, Fiona is the empathetic one. Um, and I'm not. Um, <laughs> so not I don't true. have a soul. Not true. Not true. Not true. <laughs> you let on your hard nose, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a hard nose bitch. That's just um, the mar- that's just marketing, Lisa. That's just marketing. Yeah, marketing. That's it. I'm the bad cop. No, I sold my soul for a bottle of wine and a bag of chips. Sound. Um, <laughs> for me, what my journey has been is has been self-acceptance, right? I've come from a place of zero the black hole and I've built myself up to somebody that I quite like I like a lot I have a lot of faults I see them Um, and I've learned to maximize those into strengths as well to transpose them into strengths and to have my voice heard to speak I started off with the stammer passed out the first time I had to speak in front of people shouted the second time no clue how to do it and still got back up on the podium and learned to speak to be articulate wondering why people couldn't hear my voice and you'll constantly hear me coming back to being heard because it's highly important for me right because I, I am significant and that has been my soul journey very selfishly has been about recognizing my significance being freed by the fact that what I do brings value so I don't have to worry what other people think any longer Winston Churchill always said you know and you, you spend your 20s um worrying about what people think of you you spend your 40s uh not caring about what they think of you and you spend your 60s realizing that they never really thought of you in the first place and that is a very freeing statement so for me i am now in a position and and a lot of it has come in the last few years as fiona said last few years has been a time of transformation for fiona it has been the same for me and that story of transformation for me is intertwined with fiona as well we've been able to talk through certainly some of the traumas that happened to me and being able to come to a place of acceptance and realization. And what I want to do is to be able to teach people to own it and to speak it and to speak it in a way that their message is resonating with the people who are hearing it, that they're feeling the message. I mean, as you know, we often quote um, from Maya Angelou that, uh, you know, people don't remember the words they say. They don't remember, you know, um, yeah. so they true. remember they remember how you make them feel, right? And I'm after having a brain. Uh, <laughs> total, total. Not at, all. Mag- Not at all. For the magic, happily. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that, like, it's how you make people feel. And, and the simple words that we choose and how we articulate ourselves, I have learned that I can change from being a victim I can change from being the voice that nobody hears to being somebody who drives change and who affects people in a positive way. And that's what I want to do. And and the last thing I'll shut up after this now is that uh, 
I've worked in the corporate world for 23 years and I've worked with incredible people. I've worked with employees, right? I've worked, I've been an employee. My colleagues have been amazing and they have grafted in very difficult situations and not been fully appreciated uh, for what they've done, the above and beyond, where there is the ethos in the corporate world that you are lucky to have a job. Now, some places differ, right? That's my experience and that's the experience that I bring to this. And I want to change that narrative. I want us to focus our communication on the strengths of our individuals and being able to uh, extrapolate that strength so that we can build a very kind, empathetic and progressive results built culture. That's what I want to do. I am about results. I'm not as much I'm about bringing out the best in people so that we do get results. So that's my soul journey. It's not a kind one. It's a self-focused one. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I sold it. <laughs> I don't think when you said self-focused now, uh, I don't think it's self-focused. I think because of that, that makes you the person you are and you do affect change. So I don't think it's self-focused. Well, self-focus isn't a bad thing is what I want to say. No. Yeah. And yeah, because I think, yeah, you were saying there it was about you being selfish. And I was like, yeah. my question would be to you both. And I think it's it's the word selfish is a, probably a word that unsettles us. But there's mm. a lot of good that comes of being selfish. And it's not even selfish. It's like we're worth caring for ourselves. 100%. So, yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. Well, we're no good. We're no good to anyone unless we can look after ourselves, right? You know, I mean, I, I, I couldn't get up and do what I do. You know, I couldn't be a friend of you, and I, I couldn't be, you know, kind to people if I wasn't kind to myself. I didn't have some appreciation for my own space and my own time as well. You know, and I, I couldn't be as effective in, in that. And I'm still yeah. a pain on the backside as well. You know, I have a lot of learning as Fiona says, the journey continues, you know, yeah. and it does, it never ends. And as soon as it stops, you either have stopped engaging in life or you're dead, you know? So yeah, it's so true. I, I think selfish is good. Yeah, it is. And I did, I think, oh, I see it with my own clients. It's like, it's just reframe, reframing some of the words that we have in our oh, mind and retelling a different story. And that's what you do. And that's what I so love. So it's a perfect conduit, you know, a segue into just tell me about how Pink Hackers came about and the how and the why did you start? What was it that, you know, started? And I, I feel a little bit privileged because I think I was there that day that it was, it began a little, the seed, more than a seed. I think it was half a tree at that stage. But yeah, if you wouldn't mind telling me. Honestly, start with I think it started 13 years ago, but it, it, wow. it, it, it became blatantly obvious about a year ago when we got to speak and work together including yourself Norma and the yeah, magic I think, so. yeah the magic that happened in the room I I don't know if you know this Norma if we did I say it that day so when I we both worked for a multinational medical device company yeah. and um, I was there a little I was there a couple of years at this stage and this what I could describe as ballsy individual walked into a room and uh you Into know, a room not... of ballsy individuals, I might add. <laughs> you were you, you were women amongst uh yeah a tough audience. Oh yeah. We, like. yeah, you can imagine, right? So yeah. we've all we've all worked on teams, and you guys we've managed teams and everything. And so you can imagine being a newbie walking into a room full of colleagues who have their own little uh you know like the office their own little setup going on, and everyone knows each other really well. And the new person comes in, and. Lisa had obviously decided she was going to start it. She meant to go on and uh, said something 
really smart. I, I, I don't know exactly what you said. And I just remember going like, hello. And I said something really smart to you. And the two of us <laughs> keyed over laughing because you know that, you know, when you're pushing boundaries and I think it really is epitomizes what Lisa and I do as well. We just pushed each other other's buttons just to see how far we could take it. We ended up roaring laughing. And I think, you know, I thought Lisa was the smart one and Lisa thought I was the smart one and we all had a pop off each other. So we became very close, I think, then. And how Think Hackers came about, Lisa, I think you're better to, to answer the question. But, you know, we both bring two completely different things to it. And that Lisa likes to think I'm the soft one and she's not. Lisa, I'm, I'm not having it. But, you know, obviously with STEM and global leadership and Lisa has worked at C-suite level. And then I've I've worked predominantly. You talk about remote and hybrid. We've been doing Lisa and I have been doing hybrid for eternity. It was our starting point and not our because of a pandemic way of work. Mm -hmm. I've had to, you know, any of the jobs I do, whether I'm on television or I'm styling clients, I have to work with a lot of moving parts. So I could have, you know, I'm, I'm, for example, working on a job now at the minute and I have maybe 15 creative people from all over Ireland coming to wow. one venue for two days. So that, you know, outside of a pandemic, you just don't have the opportunity to meet in a room for the jobs we do. So Think Hackers was about how can we, from, from my point of view, and Lisa will have a different take on it. We saw the mistakes people made. Communication can make or break you, both in being effective, doing your job, and more importantly for me, how do people feel when they're doing their work? Why are they not being heard? And Lisa speaks about this a lot. And just simplifying the message, changing, you know, understanding the lexicon and getting your message heard. And we wanted to help people because we had we had no, you know, it's one of your questions. I was listening to your podcast there, um, Norma, you know, who helped us along the way? We, you know, you speak about mentorship now and it's really important. We didn't have those mentors. We didn't have, you know, the go-to sit-down softly crafted mentorship you know that people talk about now we, we never had it so everything we did we got and it was hard earned and we made a lot of mistakes along the way and unfortunately I, I speak about it a lot in my career I've made so many mistakes because you know in hindsight I would I would and I still wear my heart in my sleeve but it's about harnessing that emotion getting your message across without coming across like the crazy person or the person who's needy or and and those things are valid and important but there's a way of doing it now mm -hmm. that you know think hackers can certainly help with and that I suppose it's how Lisa and I came together on that Lisa you definitely have a you know and you have a different approach and I think that's really important as well yeah and I am gonna give it over to Lisa to hear and I'm gonna come back to you as well if you want to see you've touched on a few things that I'd love to delve into but yeah Lisa for you your um, you know the why and the how and uh, and what it is now even would be amazing Fiona and myself have always had a, a good rapport and we to work together first before we really became friends and that's a challenge and if you can survive that and survive building a house um, and go on a holiday <laughs> and go on a holiday together and a French. lockdown sorry a lockdown and lockdown, a lockdown, bu yeah. lockdown bubble the two oh in your bubbles yeah, yeah. and it was, but what I loved um, was I took a year out, um, maybe about eight years ago, and Fiona and myself 
Do you know, we just we went off. We did stuff. Fiona was actually organizing um, triathlons at that time. She had her own events company, her triathlon events company, and it was brilliant and it was getting off the ground. And I was seconded quite willingly uh, onto all these crazy adventures. <laughs> Lisa gets dragged into so much stuff. Well, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I never knew that about the triathlon, Fiona. You're a woman of many oh. talents. She's brilliant. Like, and it was brilliant. Like it, it, the headless horseman, it was such a cool um, adventure race. It was such a cool concept. Even the t-shirts, I still have mine. They're very cool. Um, <laughs> but we, still we also put old t-shirt. <laughs> oh yeah. And we tore off around the country promoing, promoing and marking spaces out for these races and meeting all kinds of crazy people. And all along the way, Fiona and myself were in the car or meeting people going, wouldn't it be great to do a YouTube channel about that? Wouldn't it be brilliant to launch a product on that? Wouldn't it be brilliant to do this? And there's all this creative ideas. I feel very creative when I'm with Fiona because I can say all these not so ideas and maybe one will have. And, and sometimes Think Hackers feels like that because we were talking about it before that event last year and we were playing with the idea. We knew there was something there, but we weren't sure what it was. And when we came together, um, and Norma, you know, your energy and everything in that room was amazing. I think that the four of us together actually just built this really positive, I felt like we were going to be friends for life type energy there, you know, and everybody had their back, you know, I felt it, it was just really special for me. Heard, you felt heard that day. I felt so heard, you know, mm. and I could, uh, yeah, I was pretty much myself. Um, and it was, but it, that kind of, um, solidified what Fiona and myself were kicking the can around um, on vocabulary, on, you know, on the emotional side of things. All these events where Fiona's made mistakes, where I've made mistakes, where we've, people have wronged us and we didn't react in the right way. Like we posted up about emotional hijacking with Ursula von der Leyen to th this week. And it, which I just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, that happened to me. How could they smack that fucker off the seat and take it back? <laughs> Of course, in that situation, I've been in a very similar situation. You've heard me talk about it. I, I did the same. I was like, oh, I'll do the fly thing and I'll deal with it later, you know? Whereas now I feel like, oh, oh, I'm doing good. There's two things within is it, is it because of our experiences that get us to that point where, you know, what you were saying about, you know, the different age groups that you give less and less of a shit what others feel so you feel you can speak from the heart because you don't fear the repercussion that comes with it whereas oh, I think yeah. the you know when you're in your 20s and your 30s and you're in a boardroom and somebody is a bollocks let's call it yeah. like that Fact. and it has been men that we have had these Fact. that you think you know what I'm afraid I'm genuinely fear for my safety here so I'm not going to speak up whereas I think we in our 40s there is the I really don't give a fuck what happens to this I have no control over you know what you've said but I have control over how you're making me feel here and it's not appropriate that's um, 100% you yeah, see and yeah. we do come to that realization in our 40s I'm at this stage and Fiona will tell you that I have to dial it back in because I like to get the rusty knife in and twist it around a few times because I'm not <laughs> yeah. you know I'm not enough yeah it's not enough yeah not enough with the knife you have to twist it as well it's right exactly lisa has to get to a place where she's a little camera about the whole um, three of us from limerick and we moved on to knives it's like we are so predictable please oh my God. <laughs> let's yeah. not go there let's not go there but um yeah go on yeah so 
now have I lost my train of thought? No, but we no, we came together. No, this happens all the time, Nora. This is very menopausal. You know, the whole day is new for me every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we the once we got that grounding in that day and we realized it was there was a bit of magic there, it was just about locking on what that is. And it's taken us a year to lock on it. We did this. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, and we've evolved. It has been an evolution. It has been the last 18 months have been an evolution um, into the space, the very niche space that we now find ourselves in terms of hybrid communication strategy. Yeah, and uh, and there's it's funny how when you, you know, Fiona, you were talking about I've made so many mistakes. Oh my Jesus God. I, like, right but again, down. you know, and Sarah, the first woman that I, I interviewed, she talks about she's a career coach and she's a story coach, right? And there's a lot of similarities. But it's um it's around this idea that everything's an experiment actually. Mm. And it's not necessarily a mistake. And if we were in a lab and you were a creative person that was allowed to be in a lab. Yeah. setting it wouldn't be considered a mistake it would be considered an experiment and well, for within me, a, yeah know, there's yeah. that sorry not even cutting across you but like no, no. the mistakes are made because you take risks right yeah, and i touched on this i was very fortunate to grow up in a house where we were encouraged to kind of oh you want to start a band do it you want to take up some ridiculous sports you can get out of school do it you want to do this i was always always i never i never heard no in my house Except when I wanted to go to a disco when I was about 14. But <laughs> like the point I tried to make is I never accepted a no. Yeah. I, I genuinely mean that. Even setting up those adventure races, the poor Lisa was dragged around. You know, I was the marketeer for it. I was the person that had to go to um, the OPW to get, you know, permission to go across certain lands and heritage sites. I had to, you know, do the risk assessment. I had to do all the insurance. I, I learned more about life and business in that first six months of trying to do adventure races up the side of a mountain than I think I ever learned. And I made all the mistakes and I had no one to thank for it, only myself. But it's because I just I have this belligerent <laughs> trait and it's it's to my peril at times. But I, I just I, I if I want to do something, I'll do it and I can be quite about it but I just don't accept no and I will make mistakes but you know what like that the joy of coming into your 40s going look I can say what I need to say now you know it is fabulous like yeah and but again I hear determination right and for somebody who has an ambition and you know to be self-employed fully and an entrepreneur don't worry employer not anytime soon and Mm um it is I just am so inspired by that determination and the, yeah, fuck it. Like if it doesn't work, like drive on. I'm, I'm the most unhirable individual, I would imagine. <laughs> I, I would true. like, no, well, I, I like, I, I like, and um, I like in what I do, you know, as a self-employed person to maybe a single person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I hate boxes and labels, but when you think about it, you have no one to answer to only yourself. And, uh, you know, that's why Lisa has helped me a huge amount as well. Um, I, I I approach business a lot differently now than I would have a few years ago. So I mean that mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Lisa is the one that kind of went, are you sure you should be saying it that way? You know, um, mm-hmm. how about this? So Lisa, Lisa and I would sit down and we draft a couple of emails of, of how it would look to do certain projects. And then Lisa is the one that comes in hard and uh, I'm the one that kind of maybe pairs it back a little to soften it. And it's a beautiful combination because mm. 
it's 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 about belief in yourself, not being afraid to say it for repercussion in the job or progression or performance reviews or anything like that. And it's kind of saying just owning your shit, basically, Norma. <laughs> It is, but but it's but it's owning it with the softness, right? It's like yeah, I think yeah. a lot of us have, we all have the loud inner critic, and we owned our stuff where we tried to control things that were out of our control. And I call, we in in the coaching world is this idea of circle of doom. We have no control over so much of that, but you know when you're younger, you, you do kind of think you can, and it, mm. it it really saddens you because you're like, just let it go, right? Just focus yeah. on what you can control on. And you can control the words, you know, that you say or or what you're hearing and how you interpret them, um, you know, so and, it, and and what a lot of when I and I'm going to talk about one specific example um, that you spoke about, Lisa, at that day that we were all together um, was around the difference between ladies versus women. And that has oh, been Jesus, don't start me. And, oh, and that, coffee. But, <laughs> but it, that has been the most remarkable thing that has kept with me because I noticed how much I call um my friends ladies or or ladies or girls. And it's not that I've 100 percent stopped, but I, I do stop myself. Um uh, you know, when I'm even I'm referred to as a lovely lady, I'm like, no, I'm I'm actually a woman. Um, you know, and um but it is it's it has really, really, really just that word alone had the profoundness of changing your vocabulary on that word. How if you could apply that same thing to lots of different words, um, you know, when you were talking about failures or mistakes, again, how yeah. do we change the, the wording of that? And yeah, you change you it to lesson learned, lesson learned. Let, failure is never failure, because if you take away something that you learn from it, it is a success. So at the very least, it's a lesson learned. A lesson, yeah, I love it. Mm. But around anything else in the last 12 months, in particular, language around the pandemic that have caused us to fear any word, Lisa, I'd love to hear any word that really gets up your back um, when you hear about it. Um, that that if you were on the radio or you were interviewing somebody, what how what word would you change it to be and how could it impact oh the world? My Beautiful. God, that's that's a very question. <laughs> And I'm frantically the hamsters. Lisa, do you remember go yesterday? Do you go remember your heart. That was your word, Fiona. That was your word. Like Fiona spotted yesterday a really good article in the Irish Examiner because we're always shooting all these articles to each other about, um, you know, what, what was it, Fiona? That the freedom that you know we oh there there might be some nice we we may be able to give a little bit of freedom, wasn't it, to people? Yeah. So it was the language around vaccinations and the easing of restrictions, and the article referred to um, it was basically giving people permission for a bit of freedom, and I yeah. thought that is wow. really mm. that, incorrect. It's an ink. It's hold on a second. We are free to do what we want. We're not. This isn't a dictatorship here. I just thought the language of how it was written, it, it the mind boggles. I, I have loads of examples of this, but um, yeah. one word and Lisa and I gave a talk recently. Um, uh, we were doing a talk down in, in Kerry, um, all virtual, of course. And we had a particular woman who was managing um, a high volume of, of people in a team and uh, the one word she said that sounded so, and it really resonated with me. She said, I, I'm starting to hate the word resist. 
She started to hate the word resilient. We just broke up. Yeah, yeah resilient. She, what she it. said was, I, I'm sick of telling my team, you know, it's all about resilience. She said it just it's starting to sound fake now because yeah. I think the frustration, at least and I experienced it at that talk was, you know, they, they were doing everything they could for their kids. They were there for them. In, you know, this is what they thought and, and they couldn't understand why this didn't happen and this didn't happen. And, and, and Lisa and I, we were able to sit back and kind of go, well, you can't have expectations during a pandemic. You can't. The language of how you drive teams, I mean, it has changed. And you you guys know this, like I'm, I'm speaking to the inverted, but, you know, when she said, you know, my teams are really struggling, she said, and there's one more I'm not using anymore and it's resilience you know a word that is such a great word and yet when it's used you know over, overused over, overused yeah it's yeah. just I think so we, what's, we, what's the word what, what would you say now what, what would you tell a manager then to give them comfort well I think I, that I, sorry Fiona go on ahead I suppose to finish it instead of using resilience and what we said to her was you know you're right but be honest and this is what people fear so much in, in work when they're driving teams and driving people. They, they don't own that little bit of vulnerability where they say, you know what, I think things are shit. You know, they are difficult. Um, and, and there's no take the expectation out of it. Don't ask people to be resilient. Ask them, are they OK? You know, I also so think. I think with the messaging that's been around the whole COVID um, and, and then with the response to COVID and how people are feeling has been, you know, you have words like resilient. Now resilient is so overused that it becomes like the word sorry. It loses its meaning and it loses its ability to... Um, to yeah, it's losing the power. Yeah, that's a good point. Exactly. And it's the same with that word freedom, like being able to, you know, give us some freedom. It, 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 it intimated that we're incarcerated. It intimated that we weren't free, that we weren't adhering to guidelines as opposed to we felt incarcerated. And a lot of people locked on or claustrophobic with incarceration because they're not able to move. To reflect that back to them in the media, and the media, I think, have a very negative spin on everything. What we're not seeing in any of the messaging is words of hope and ways forward. You know, you're not seeing light at the end of the tunnel. You are saying, keep going. It is getting better or whatever but for you as an individual how do you get through that person we on that same talk somebody was really in a bad place and a really dark place and the action is to try and the attempt was to try and bring them out of that dark place um by you know getting them involved in training and encouraging enthusiasm but really what you have to do is get back into the hole with that person mm-hmm. and hold their hand and as Fiona said you know is you know how are you are you okay and just to be there and to listen to mm-hmm. actually listen stop and actively listen to them get into that hole with them and understand their darkness and try to give them a light or a hope with one word that just may open it up for them and that's love and care mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. kindness 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 also an overplayed word, but yet hasn't lost its resonancy yet. Mm. You know, kindness is where we need to go. And walk with those people through that dark hole. That's how you do it. You know, that's amazing. And we're not, you know, we're maybe vocabulary therapists as opposed to, you know, (laughs) like 
there's only yeah, we're not a therapist yeah sorry yeah I mean no 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 <laughs> but like and I think it's because we have that self-awareness Lisa and I and yourself Norma like you you that's how you're effective your ability to to attempt to walk in other people's shoes it's not saying you can you know you can't even begin maybe to understand what's going on in someone's head but by just putting yourself as Lisa said into that hole with them just for a moment and it's empathy it's Brené Brown right it's the difference between sympathy and empathy sympathy sympathy is the resilience be resilient you know empathy is sitting with them holding space and what you said at the start is really coming back full fold here again Lisa it's that acknowledging being heard that's all Mm -hmm. they want to do that's you know I see them in the team amazing team I have and it is that it's like holding space that they have even if it's not comfortable for them to speak but they feel they can if they want to Um, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of this lack of visibility in the spiritual world now where they are a member of a team but they don't get a spotlight because spotlight is very uncomfortable for them so then they're unseen whereas in a in a work in a in an office context they they did meet one person that would have asked how they were but on a day-to-day they may not so as managers very and I am very heartless and I'm not your typical um but I'm very conscious of listening to the voiceless in a virtual world and the work that you're doing I think really complements that because you're bringing it to people who mightn't have that awareness that they need to do that for people like you you met a woman who is very cognizant of that her words are losing meaning whereas mm. she was the one that came to you how do we get to the people that aren't even aware what they're unaware of you know how yeah. do you spread that message mm. I'd love to hear your take on that and I suppose that's probably into your marketing plan <laughs> how do you spread your message but it is that how do we spread this how do we like talk to people that are more caught in their head and not into the heart how do we it's it's, it keeps coming up as a theme in my podcast that journey between the head and the heart how do we help get them there so yeah you're you're really good you're really going hard norma this wasn't in the list (laughs) 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 um i'll i'll fiona i'll kick this one off um so how do we get to people that are in their head and not in their heart? They may be emotionally intelligent or they may not be, you know, and emotional intelligence is only the start of the journey to getting to empathy, which is where you need to go now in a, in a remote first world. Um, and it, we believe that by making people cognizant of their words and the words that they're choosing to use. If I listen to you for two minutes, Norma, I can ascertain very uh, a very big story of who you are as a person by the words you choose. Words like actually, words like sorry if, like words like which you don't use, you know, um, and, and diff- different words just, I can tell if somebody is passive aggressive, I can tell if they're not hugely self-aware. Both of us are very, uh, cognizant of the words people uh, uh, choose when they are, you know, more self-aware. There is vulnerability. There is uh, ownership, acknowledgement, and there is um, confessional um, words that are used when somebody is uh, more self-aware. Uh, when, but we can pick out those words from people and we can highlight those words to them 
the words that are, they're choosing to use and give them a bit of background of how it sounds back from a response point of view. Not just how it sounds back, how it makes people feel, how the word just makes people feel, and how it gets them to respond back to the original message. Is that where they want to go? And when we bring people's awareness to their words, it automatically builds a little bit of self-awareness. If we still meet the wall where the, it's not going in there or where somebody is just not clicking with them, maybe there's a lot more work to do. And as Fiona said, we're not therapists. We're word therapists. We're vernacular. But, I, but your, your intention is very healing. And that's, that's, I think there's huge power in your intention. And whether it's you know we don't need to put a label on it um mm. but that's what i'm mm. seeing is there's so much power in your intention um you get that yeah, yeah. we sometimes people say that like we've had a couple of clients who said that it feels like counseling but let me tell you we're not counselors nor are we uh no and you don't we like coaches at all no not no at all. no but and, and it's that it's this it's perspective yeah, yeah you and are, it, you're giving huge perspective to people perspective and just you know to, to give you an example, so many of us, it's the words we use without even putting any consciousness behind them, you know, um, and we see a lot at work. We see the just checking in to see where we are with that. It's like um, I really need an answer to it, but I don't want to come in hard because I mm. don't want to upset you. Mm. Like what, what's wrong with asking for something specifically? And you can do it in a way that's still courteous and you can do it in a way that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. And 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 this this is what we want. We want to empower people from a purely from the language and how they communicate. And it's not only like for me, it is I have had to work on my listening really, really hard because I I I'm, you know, at least and I are so different that. I see an end result. Okay. I, for example, when I was running those adventure races, I could visualize the course, I could visualize the finish, I could visualize how it would look. But, and then I work backwards from that. Okay. That's how I work. I see the end and I work back. Lisa mm -hmm. begins and works on the strategy from the very beginning mm -hmm. to the end point. So it's lovely in that I'm, you know, and it's not that Lisa isn't creative, she's incredibly creative, but what's lovely is she's able to rein me back in because <laughs> I'm like let's let's go and do this and, yeah and she's like that's great Fiona and you know how how are we you know let, let's write down how we're going to do it. oh no, no it'll be fine you know and I've always had that that attitude and um, there is you know that's how how I changed my language even in the last year it's the self-awareness piece it's yeah, pure you're... it's perspective it's uh, just having that ability to remove the emotion out of it See how your message is going to be, as Lisa said, and, and when we coach and you coach as well, Norma, it's it's what's the end game here, lads? What are you, what are you actually trying to do? What's the outcome? Say, yeah, what's the outcome? Yeah. What, yeah. Oh, what's, what's the feeling? I suppose when you when you have it done that it is like now see what the feeling that will be conveyed, you know, um, when you strip it back to its bare essence, the output does have a feeling attached to it, would you say? 100%. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. um. Like, yeah. Sorry, Fiona, going ahead. No, not at all. I was just saying, like, uh, inherent in me would be a people pleaser. I've always had that. I mm -hmm. always, I want people, it's part of my strength and definitely, you know, a vulnerability as well. I want to, I want people to be, to feel good, to feel happy. You know, there is such a thing as maybe being over, over empathetic. So, you know, there's only so much hand holding you can do as well. And it's important that 
what we do as communicators and with Think Hackers is that we teach people those tools. We teach them, you know, that little bit of self-awareness. And it does with some people, it'll take a lot more time. As Lisa said, you can be empathetic and not have any clue. <laughs> really, there a little, Fiona. I, I, I can give you an example. Like we, I coached somebody when I was um, back a couple of years ago and they came up to me. I, I was um, mentoring them, right? And they were a manager. And uh, they come up to me and they said, we've implemented mindful messaging inside of the team. And we've taken the word should out of our lexicon as a team. And I was like, great. So uh, first of all, can you define mindful messaging? And they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but they said, but should needs to come out. And I was like, well, that's great. And um, why? Do you, uh, what? What? What was it that made you think? We never ask why, right? Why is also another word, the bristle word, right? So we asked, what made you decide to take out the word should? They said, well, it's a, it can be a word that um, expects people to have something done before it was done. So we took it out and we've put it back in. Uh, we've put back in the word could. I was like, that's great. Brilliant, right? And 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 where are you using could? Uh, like, are you using the word could with your peers, with your people that you're reporting to, you or people that you're reporting to? And she said, "Well, we're using it everywhere. We're using the word could everywhere." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And she's like, "What do you think of that?" And I was like, "Well, that's a great start, right? A lot done more to do." Um, because <laughs> should is a word that sets expectations, right? And it's we should do this, right? And it's immediately you hear you should do this, you're like, "Fuck, I never did that," um, or "I never <laughs> thought to do that," or "Now they think I should have done that." What am I, a mind reader? Right? You're going to get you're going to get this um, you're going to get this reaction, this motion to the word should. So that's brilliant. Should sex expectations? If Fiona and myself are always on about never set expectations, set direction. Great. Could is a directional word, right? Do you want to set direction to the people that you're reporting into? Do you want to set direction to your peers that respect you, your colleagues, and your sometime friends? Could. Could we do this? Could we get it done? Could is a word of direction. It's an ask. It's a direct ask. It's a word that I use with people that I'm familiar with, that I have reporting into me or that I would use appears that I really don't need to dress anything up and put any, I can be my usual blunt, direct self. And I would use the word, could you get that done? Could you, could you send that over to me? Could you make me a coffee? Not that I ever would ask that. Um, but could, you know, or, you know, I would ask, would you mind? Uh, you know, would, there are other ways, you know? What if, instead of using the word could, we use the term what if? What if we approach the issue this way? What if we thought about doing it this way? What about we look at these actions? It's suggestive. It's not directional. No. And if you don't want to set direction, use a suggestive phrase instead. Amazing. And it changes the entire what if. Okay, what if? Maybe. Could we? Could you do this? Okay, I can do that. Amazing. So Fiona, uh, leading on from that, I'd love to hear from you in particular. What are you really proud of? Um, yourself and think hackers in particular what you've achieved in the last year and more oh wow um I guess personally I think we speak about transformation I do feel like I know my values I know my worth I am not afraid to say no to stuff and that was huge for me and and 
Lisa certainly helped me along the way. And when I say no, it's not an outward no when people ask me to do stuff. It's it's knowing what's the right fit and willing to walk away if my values aren't being met. And that was huge for me on a personal level. I think with, with Think Hackers, we truly have something special. You know, there are a lot of people in the communication space. There are a lot of people in the coaching space. And what Lisa, at the core of what we're doing is the individual first. And that might sound a little bit facetious, but what I mean by that is we, as a result of what our learnings, you know, we know what it's like not to be heard. And we speak about being listened to. And we know, we know all those mistakes and we can truly bring people on that journey. We can, we can hold their hand. We can show them the value of listening, of being self-aware, and we've really tuned into our, haven't we, Lisa, our messaging in the last, even I would say, I would say even in the last three or four weeks, you know, there's nothing like, because we've been asked to go in for an award as well. And uh, there's nothing like that. It's like the Twitter uh, approach. You have to say what you mean in, in 200, uh, you know, <laughs> words or less. Yeah. So it's made us really think about our messaging. And I'm really proud of what we're doing. I... It, I suppose that's that's what it is. I'm really proud of what we're doing from a community, not not from a communications point of view, but how we are, you know, getting in front of, the, of people who are really struggling and by just helping them change their messaging. It, it really is. It's become enlightening, I think, for a lot of people. And that's all we want. We want people to take the power back and to not be afraid. And uh, yeah, I, I'm I, I think Lisa has done a, Lisa's an amazing job on um, she's done up our brochure prospectus as she likes to call it um, and it's just really simple and mm -hmm. I'm very proud of that it, we, we we have so much to give that our challenge for the last 12 months was <laughs> with so much to give that the point people might come onto the website and go what in the name of Jesus are they actually doing whereas you're now we're refining you're fine yeah. But in that, you're helping others then go on to simplify, refine. And, and it, it's been a really difficult journey, um, uh, Norm. It hasn't been all light and bubbles mm -hmm. and, and fairy tales. Like nope. Lisa and I have had more than one come to Jesus session where it's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what, you know, what's going on here? Like, what, you know, and we've had to learn not only how to mind our friendship, because that first and foremost is really important to both of us. And if that, you know, if business gets in the way of that, we, you know, we're very mindful, but what, what has, as a result, we set those boundaries. Yeah. And mm -hmm. that's really important. I think when you're setting up a business and equally when you're communicating, and I think it's lovely, it's, you know, it's uh, Lisa has certainly has brought that, I think with, with Think Hackers, I'm rabbiting on here now, but no, yeah, not at all. Lovely. It's, it's amazing. And I, I, you touched on it, a thing that's really important. I think because, you know, I, I suppose I come from a, a Reiki background as well. And I am like, journeys are messy. Like they're oh, not linear. They're no. messy. They're shitty. There is highs and lows and all in between. And I think, you know, when you're, when I talk about finding my purpose and how you're doing the same, like it is oh, not joy and lightness. We are not, you know, Mary Feck and Poppins here. Like this is like deep, <laughs> dark and, and messy, but, boy god when you get a bit of light it is like the brightest shining light you get to and you're like Beckett that was so worth all mm. of it because I am more pure and I talk about the Russian doll you know we're removing dolls or the layers of the onion yeah. are gone and they're gone for everywhere we're not taking that shit back now I've been that I've been through that you know 
sound. Thanks a million. Moving on to the good stuff, you know, and so I, I love that you touched on that, Fiona, because this podcast is not about all light because you cannot have light without dark. You have to have both. You have to have the messy, the shitty to go on these journeys and continue on them. And they look, I, you, know, you know, and it's it's that insight that it gives you, isn't it? It's, you know, we we we've, we've a couple of people that we'd like to thank. We can't name them, obviously, because they were the downfall of us, really, from a career point of view. But as a result of that, you know, we. We use um, John as our kind of reference. John isn't a real person, but John has caused us so much pain and can't believe we're in this situation. And yet, as a result of that, it's the learnings we give people because of John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I I, I go back and thank some characters yeah. I met along the way. And characters is a very kind word for some of them. All right, what, we're, what we're able to do now. <laughs> I love women. You have to go into and that women. Dark sorry, yeah, uh, men just, and women. Yeah. I know it, it very much. It's people, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have to go into that. You have to go into that dark place, and we can only thank John now because we've accepted it. And I think a lot of people yeah. just yeah. accept a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, it is <laughs> it, that. It is enlightening, you know. Yeah, and for you, Lisa, then on that, what are you proud? Because obviously Fiona has touched on how she's seen her boundaries and. All of that for you, what has it been, what you're proud of, what you've achieved? If it ended tomorrow, I would have had like the best fun, you know, with all the mess and with all the challenges. And even when you're going through that mess and that, you know, like understanding of each other and respecting each other's boundaries or whatever, you're learning so much of yourself, you know, like, I mean, January is a dark month for me in particular. And, you know, trying to navigate that and also um you know push this thing forward and not get so like I was getting so emotionally caught up in it and being able to roll that back and see myself objectively which Fiona gives me that objective Fiona gives me hell a lot more as well I'm I have no balls until I met Fiona like with that kind of thing <laughs> for sure like she's really brought me out of my shell and she you know I own things or whatever we both bring so much that's the fun that's the other thing it's really really cool I'm so proud of that because we are incredible incredibly different people right I can't tell you how polar opposites the two of us are yeah we have this commonality of this crazy sense of humor this come on let's just can do it and you know let's get let's have a laugh and and you know and you know it, it, it you know Fiona comes up with a great idea and I'll just go yes and we've transposed that into a working format for a thing hackers and it actually that's the magic right that's yeah. that that what brings it makes it special is that bounce and everything and I think the fact that we've kept we've built something that's really niche now we've even just been refining in the last week we've brought it down to something really niche and it's very valid and it's really going to hit well when we launch that we've achieved this through this whole evolution and narrowed it down and brought our focus in here while still remaining great friends. I mean, sometimes we'll just go have a day of it being us and not think hackers mm, and go that's and really do something important. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I, I need that. You know, I need to still feel we're, we're it's like new parents that go on a date night. You know, that's what I see <laughs> as like, you know, leave the baby at home with the babysitter and we're just going to go and have fun and be us and be our friends. I can I can see the two of you on your adventures together and Absolutely. how there's we've created nature, I think, as well. So there'll always be that. We always love going hiking and stuff like that. So yeah. that is a huge commonality. Huge. 
yeah and that and that grounding that nature gives us right as well and oh, that very bit of forest bathing the bit of forest bathing and, no embarrassing. <laughs> and 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 how you're so lucky where you live because it's such a beautiful part of the world and it leads me perfectly into the how do you care for yourself and I'll start with you uh Lisa on that one how are you caring for yourself in this journey and you've touched on the nature thing and the fun anything else that you're that's helping you well I drink a lot right so. perfect love it. <laughs> No. Red, red or white, but red or white. I, I know. As long as it has a number on it and a little percentage sign, I'm good to go. You okay. Know? Petrol when desperate. <laughs> um, no. Your quality, your quality. You're the influence on petrol. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, totally quality. But if I can get it for six quid down the local spa, it's great. <laughs> um, how do I care? <laughs> well, I, I think I care for myself by. But getting like I, I'm an introvert, right? Fiona and myself talk about the this again, it's our polar opposite approach to things, but I'm a complete introvert and I find it difficult being in present in Think Anchors a lot and in you know your own family stuff that's going on and you know we're bubbled up with and you do have your own family dramas and stuff and I find it's noisy it gets really noisy and for me I need silence so I do take myself up into the hills but more than that I need to shut myself off from the world every mm -hmm. now and again you know I need to take that retreat space yeah the, I need to get yeah completely where I talk to very little people you know I just turn into mute um for three days and you know take that time to rezone myself and to get my thoughts because I can tend to get overwhelmed or whatever and get my thoughts back in order um but and also like like as I mentioned earlier it is very important for me for Fiona and myself and my friends to connect in some way as well because Fiona and myself have been bubbling that we bubble and don't talk about think hackers and you know we do something fun you know because we we used to do some crazy stuff like I'm looking forward to getting back into that post-COVID you know because um, the Irish examiner has told you you're going to have permission to have freedom. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Irish <laughs> government, for allowing me to have a little bit of freedom. Uh, are we going to talk politics? I love no, this. No, no, we're not. <laughs> we'll hold oh, yeah. that for, for my next podcast, uh, which will be on yeah, different topics. It's funny, though, even like Lisa, you say, you know, you're an introvert and I am. I'm an extroverted extrovert, really. Let's be honest. Equally, though. And it, I've, I've, it's become really apparent, obviously, as we are bubbling and we're in that kind of small space, like I really struggled with the first lockdown. Mm. I was so frustrated and it's because I, I guess there's a bit of a control freak in me and, you know, so much was taken out of our control. And <laughs> it's funny, as I went on through each subsequent lockdown, it became that little bit easier. But what I found was I really need space and I even to create, you know, as a creative, I, I need that space. I need peace and quiet. Like Lisa and I had, I remember a near argument we had one time and, you know, I was in, we were in the middle of lockdown. Trevor was at home. I was at home. Dad was at home. The boys were at home. There was no crash. There was no school. And we were working on a deadline and a project. And I often would escape to Lisa's to do that. And then, you know, I was in the middle of all the shite. <laughs> and I remember coming into Lisa's dining room, AKA the Think Hackers Hub. And um, I sat <laughs> down, I sat down and Lisa's brilliant at driving on, like, you know, and it needs to be done. And I, I need a little bit of that. I need, I need deadlines as well. But um, so we were there in the middle of it and I just said, I, I just can't. I said, I, I, I can't think straight. I, I said, I'm sorry. I, you know, I need, I just need, um, I need quietness or I need peace or something like that. And it, you looked at me, Lisa, do you remember? And you were like, 
what do we need to do to get you, you know, to get you focused kind of thing. Right. So all I did was railroad. So all I did was I just moved back the chair ever so politely and I just went to the bathroom and I just took a deep breath. And when I came out, Lisa just looked at me and she said, sorry, I get it. She said, you just need. I said, listen to this silence. That's what I need. I need courage. I actually need it as an extrovert, which might sound. um, I definitely need people to thrive, but I need quietness to create and, and do the job. So it was really funny how Lisa and I had to navigate are quite polar opposite uh, personalities and in terms of self-care for me I need quiet that's my big I thing. can totally relate to both of you I feel like I'm a halfway between both of you because I've learned I'm more introverted than I gave myself credit for and but at the same time I, I found the first lockdown very hard and it's that um getting comfortable with the uncomfortable and my uncomfortable was loneliness and it's yeah. something I've battled my whole life with because being on and off single you know for a lot of it and I was always yeah. trying to trying to connect but in that neediness and I was attracting the wrong thing whereas now I'm like no really I'm comfortable with my loneliness and I'm accept it's that acceptance piece you know we've all we've been talking about for the last hour that it is um it's known what you need in the moment and for both of you you both touched on what you need and you touched on there Fiona I went to the bathroom and I took a breath you know me and the power of the breath like we it's talk about a word that still has so much meaning yeah. like to breathe and I actually I did because I thought I was going to break down that's genuine and it wasn't because of what Lisa said it was because of all the shit I was dealing with do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is powerful isn't it mm. yeah so- and also it, it centered me to just come back in and I was willing to sit down with Lisa and explain but Lisa got it in the interim and we had a great chat then you know but, um, yeah but it was you still acknowledge what you felt and and that's that vulnerability in the moment expressing what you needed and it's everything that you do so it's amazing to see it at at hand there and then what I would say and I know you touched on it um earlier on you said that you you didn't really have mentors but what it sounded like you had had each other and you very much complement each other but I've I uh, the wrong question probably is who helps you because that's the question I ask everyone but it's no it's not the wrong question and, yeah. and Lisa and I talk about it a lot you know yeah. we're, we're happily self-sufficient certainly in business and you still need because we're so passionate about what we do you still need that outside influence you need the the naysayers and you need people who look at things critically um for me it's I'm lucky my dad and Trevor both understand my need for space so they do that for me they give they allow me that's that's how that's how I that's my support it's not picking up the phone and asking somebody something it's getting help it's asking can you just mind the boys or pick up the boys or I you know that's 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 who it is and and equally Lisa and I would bounce I think huge amount huge amount off each other and we have we're I think we're partnered with quite similar personalities Trevor and Sean would be alike I think in many ways in that you know, they're the quiet, they'll look, you ask them to look at something, they'll look at it and they'll pause. And you're like, why are you not giving me an answer? I need to understand. What, what, what's wrong? <laughs> and then they throw an absolute spanner at you and you're going, they're fucking right. <laughs> Men that are right. Love it. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're, we're with two Where? good ones here. Um, you did, you and, found good ones. You really did. And, and like, I'm, I'm, I'm with a digital marketeer guy. So, you know, we're both, we're so passionate about what we're doing and we think we have it down. And he's like, really? It's not that clear. And you're like, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking, yeah, it's the partners around me and a, and a good, you know, it's the people. I think the circle gets smaller as you get older. So, 
fortunate. You, you, I, I always say it with the boys, you know, see, you don't, they're coming home and it's nearly a competition who has more friends. And I say, you only need one, you know. That's it. Right. That's Absolutely. all you need. So true. Mm. You, and for you, for you, Lisa, yeah, who, who helps you outside of Fiona? Because it's very obvious that you Yeah, it, it, clearly. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we both support each other. We've got each other's backs, whether it's in Think Hackers or not, right? It's, um, it, it crosses, it goes across. Like, I mean, if I'm having problems at home or whatever, I, I, or not, not with Sean, but other family problems or whatever, Fiona is the first board to call. Um, and, and, and definitely, let me say, has been a very large part of my sanity for the last 12 months. Oh, fact, kid. Um, but Sean, again, partner, he's, he's very, we're lucky to have good ones. And again, it's the same thing. He's a quiet space. He's a thinker. He, and he would say what he said. It's very black and white. He would say what he thinks, but he also has a very different perspective than I would have. And it's a good one. Um, and he's often come in when Fiona and myself are there and, and chat as well, in the same way Trevor has done as well, and, and we've got their opinions. Uh, but Fiona touched on it, we are very self-suspicious. We are competent and capable enough finding the answers ourselves, for the most part. And our partners, uh, we picked good ones, and they allow us, they, they give us that background support to, you know, that springboard for us to go and fall into the water and figure out how to swim. Um, but what we have met on this journey, this Tank Hackers journey, are people like you, Norma, um, who um, support us, right, who support us by being part of our community, by providing feedback. Who always there give a you know a like or you know pitch it forward or whatever and give feedback to people that we work with like you know um our, our like our, our brand manager as well who acted you know who gave us so much more as well you know on top of it it was um advice help help and things that they that she doesn't have responsibility for or onus on you know and what I found is along this way of think hackers where we talk a lot about collaboration, the collaboration within our network and beyond our network has been amazing. Mm. Um, and yeah. that to me has been, well, I, I didn't expect it. I'm used to paddling my own boat and I did not expect it. And I, I, I feel overly grateful. I, I'm a gusher uh, when you do get some emotion out of me. And I feel overly grateful for those people because I'm not used to having people uh, do things selflessly for us and it's great that's amazing that to me is that's hugely power powerful this, yeah it's the power of the soul journey though when you get to that core essence of who you are I find you get an awful lot more cheerleaders because you peel back that there's the onion and they're like right you're one of me I I I, I want to push drive. forward yeah, yeah. It, 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 oh god yeah isn't it and it's mm. magic when it happens and you're like I didn't have these people before because I wasn't the pure authentic self, pure self. could have been yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and it's that in that pureness that it does attract pretty cool phenomenal people I wouldn't say I'm I wouldn't say I'm pure I'd say I didn't have those people in my life because I didn't know them because Fiona never introduced me <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you one thing Lisa there's plenty more I want to introduce you to I tell you <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, I'm very glad to think that this is this recording is taking place on a morning, um, a weekday morning. So um, if it was a light late night sessions, which I feel we might have to do another recording, this conversation could go in different directions in the best possible way. Um, and finally, it is 
that last question that I love to ask. So uh, what is next on the journey for Think Hackers? Either of you, whoever would like to answer. USP, USP, don't give it away, Lisa, don't give it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in terror for just like spilling it all. Um, well, we, we're, well, clearly we're going to launch in the next month um, in the first, or the first week of June, hopefully. Um, it may be the first week of July. It, it's all COVID dependent, you know, we're getting people on board and everything and, and we're challenged by not knowing when times are, when people are going to get out of lockdown and so forth. So we have to push it out with that, but nonetheless, we're going to drive on and we're going to target um, the corporate world um, with the hybrid communication strategy and become a partner for them to build an internal hybrid uh, communication framework for, teams, for their teams and their organizations based around vocabulary words and starting that as a baseline, looking at people's communication styles, balancing them and building a team um, around those different styles, around emotions, respectful emotion and taking emotion out of it and around the vocabulary that's acceptable, not acceptable um, and, and building a communication strategy on a page. Now, there will be a lot more taken into consideration such as you know, all the corporate values that are there and the corporate pillars, mission statements and the culture that exists there at the time. But if we'd like to change that culture a little bit so it is more generic and homogenous so that you can't tell really if people are co-located or in a virtual world, then, uh, then, then that's what we would aim to do is to, is to drive that change um, through these communication strategies. We're gonna start small, be successful, scale and extend. Um, so that is the journey. We have a five-year plan, don't we, Fiona? We sure do. Bet into me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have this vision for the future, and we do. We corporate. do. We're very, yeah, we're very clear about that. But at a at a base level, we just want to. When I say I shouldn't use the word just, mm -hmm. we want to improve people's lexicon. Just use better words, guys. Mm -hmm. Learn how to communicate better. It is empowering. You will get way better results and uh you know i want to make people feel good and lisa just wants them to talk better i mean that's <laughs> it's the perfect Fact. marriage it's the perfect marriage mm. thank you so much i have thoroughly enjoyed this i can't wait to listen back um as i get really excited when we come to the end because i'm like oh this is it's been so enjoyable it didn't even feel like we were having a a, a formal chat it felt very informal and i loved where it went so i really thank can't you. thank you both enough for showing up as your full big-hearted uh, selves both of you and you complement each other so well so I've loved chatting to you and final question where can people find you well they can find us on thinkhackers.com there's a contact details there there is the instagram page at thinkhackers is the handle um where lisa.maloney at thinkhackers.com Fiona.hayes at thinkhackers.com and uh, LinkedIn as well, you know. Brilliant. And it's, it's been a pleasure, Norma. You know, it's, it always is. I, I feel like we've met far more times than we actually have. It's just so easy. It's so comfortable. So uh, I've really enjoyed it and really appreciate you having us on. Oh, no, cool. my pleasure. My pleasure. Snap, 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 <laughs> snap, snap, snap. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you both in person very soon uh, and, and give you hugs and go for a trip up the hills in my summer. So yeah. 
Thanks a million, ladies. I'm going to stop the recording there. Thanks a million. Thanks so much for listening to Lisa and Fiona today. Give them a follow on Think Hackers on Instagram. Check out their website, thinkhackers.com. As you heard there now, they are ones to watch and their story is so inspiring. And I personally really enjoyed my time with them. Uh, And I really hoped your time listening to them has been uh, helpful for you as well in your journey. Uh, For me, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm Norma O'Kelly, all one word. Again, Norma O'Kelly on LinkedIn or normaokelly.ie. Thank you so much for all your reviews on Apple and your follows on Spotify. It means so much to my small but mighty podcast as it grows. Uh, 700 listens all in and I am so delighted. I really, really never thought it would get to this stage just two months in. So share it, share it with your friends and family. I would be eternally grateful, but know it will help them if they do tune in as well. So thanks everyone. Have a great weekend or week wherever you are in the week and uh, keep your heart open and stay curious. Thanks a million.